Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I review National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. I will be reviewing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from 1989. But before I do that, don't forget to five-star me on Apple Podcasts and share me with your friends. Don't forget to favor me on Anchor. And don't forget to favorite me on Spotify. Uh, it helps to get the podcast where it needs to go. So don't forget to do that. Uh, let's get into the show. Before I get into the review... I gotta talk about a movie that I saw. (laughs) I gotta talk about a movie that I saw over the weekend. Uh, Finally saw... Well, finally. It came out this week. It came out this weekend on Netflix. I saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And I'm gonna tell you what I think about it. (laughs) Let's just say that. I'm gonna tell you what I think about it. First off... The movie... The, the trailer kind of I think the trailer kind of tricks you I think because you look at the trailer and you think it's just like you, you think you're going to be thrown into this vast vast world you know you think you're going to be following these characters you think you're going to be following Ma Rainey's career you know like you think you're going to be following Ma Rainey's career you think you're going to be following the band's career you know you because like you think it's going to be like one of those autobiographical type of movies you know like like those kind of like music movies like bohemian rhapsody or straight out of compton or uh, uh um what's another movie the the, the the temptations you know like one of those you think it's gonna be one of those type of movies but no it's not it's not one of those type of movies oh ray like you think it's gonna be like ray that's another movie that that that, that popped into my mind popped into my mind just now is ray you think it's gonna be like Ray? No, it's not like any of those movies. It's focus. This movie focuses on Ma Rainey just trying to get this one song done. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's what the movie's called. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. They're trying to get Ma Rainey's Black Bottom the song done. It's like it's just one. This just follows one day in the life of Ma Rainey, just being in this one little studio trying to get this song done (laughs) and then something and then something tragic happens at the end like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil alert spoil alert I'm not gonna tell you what happens I'm not gonna tell you what happens but it gets pretty dark at the end and you're like what the fuck just happened (laughs) you know (laughs) something Something very unexpected happens at the end of this movie, and you're gonna be like, "What now? What just happened?" (laughs) That's all you're gonna say. But uh, anyway, but yeah, man, a lot can happen in a day. That's all I can say. A lot can happen in one day. (laughs) But yeah, man, it's just follow. Like that's that's how this movie does. It's just following the recording of this song. Got Ma Rainey played by Viola Davis. If you're looking for a lot of Ma Rainey, probably not gonna find a lot. Not gonna find a lot of Ma Rainey in this movie. Viola Davis gives 
a tremendous performance. I want to say, like, she gives a tremendous performance as Ma Rainey. But she's not in the movie a lot. If you're expecting, like I said, if you're expecting a lot of Ma Rainey's black bottom, you ain't seeing that black ass. <laughs> you ain't seeing that black ass a lot in this movie. <laughs> And even, and even when you don't see a lot of her in this movie, you still get a lot out of her. You you explore a lot of her personality. You explore even a lot of her sexuality. You know, because uh she's a she's actually uh she's actually a lesbian. And you find out a lot about her being a lesbian. You find out a lot about her being uh a homo a homosexual in this movie you know like in one day you like you find out about this in one day it's like they don't really it's like they don't really like force it on you and that's what I love about this movie they don't really force my rainy's sexuality on you it's just very very discreet it's very like it's very vague you can tell but you're like oh she's a lesbian I get it you know you <laughs> you get it and when like with just like certain things and certain things that she does you can tell you're like oh, okay she's a lesbian i get it but um this movie really like this movie really follows uh chadwick boseman's character and it really focuses on the band because you got uh coleman domingo in here uh as i forgot the i forgot the main the leader of the band's name i forgot his name right now i'm sorry but I forgot his name. You got Glenn Turman in here. He's the piano player. Uh, there's another guy in here. Uh, he plays bass. I, I, did, I never caught his name. But this 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 movie's really about Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman puts his foot in this movie. <laughs> he was like, he... Man, if he, if he doesn't get nominated for an Oscar for this movie, even if he was alive, I want to say this. I want to say this. I don't want people to think that he gets an Oscar nomination because he's dead. Even if he was alive, I'd be like, dude needs to get a fucking Academy Award nomination for this movie. You know, like, and quite possibly win. Quite possibly win. Like, he is amazing in this movie. Like, like I said, like, even if he was, like, even if he was still alive, I would say, dude did his thing. Dude. Like, this is the type of role, this is the type of role that could have expanded him past Black Panther. This is the role that would, they would have been like, dude, let's put Chadwick Boseman in everything. He was like, he would have been the new dude. He would have been that dude. Like, they would have put him, I think they would have put him in everything after this movie. You know, another, another underrated movie he did was 12 Bridges. He wasn't bad in that movie, 12 Bridges. I like 12 Bridges. If you... If you haven't seen 12 Bridges, check out 12 Bridges. He's really good in that. It's a really good movie, too. Um, there's, another, there's another young black actor in that movie that's really good. Uh, Stephen James. Uh, he's really good. He was in uh, if, if Bill Street Can Talk. That, that young dude's got a... He's got a good future ahead of him, too. Like, me on the lookout for Stephen James. Like, he's... That, that, that kid's got a future ahead of him. But, um, anyway... Um, Chadwick Boseman does his thing. <laughs> That's all I can say. Chadwick Boseman does his thing. Academy Award coming his way. And like he... He's very bipolar in this movie. 
like his character is very bipolar. Like he like one at one point he's happy. This is all I'm I'm gonna remind you. It's all in one fucking day. All in one day. Like he's happy and then he's sad. He gives you his fucking life story. <laughs> you know, like in like five minutes. Uh you in five minutes you find out everything you need to know about Chadwick Boseman's character in this movie in five fucking minutes. It and the movie's not that long. It's like an hour and thirty-four minutes. And I like how the movie is kind of like because it's based off of a play by uh, August Wilson who did Fences. So it like so the movie is kind of played in that uh, in that platform. It's kind of it's it's a it's like it's a it's a play within a movie pretty much like because like everybody's in like there's there's only like two sets you know it's like the basement and then the recording studio. That's it. Uh, another thing I like is that they talked about racism, even though they didn't talk about racism. You know, it wasn't like overt racism. Uh, Cause like this is set in, I want to say, I think this, this is set in like 1930. And there's very few white people in this movie. I want to say that like very few, you got the, you got Ma Rainey's manager. You got the dude that owns the studio, and like they focus on this one. They focus on like this one cop, you know. So very little, very little white people in this movie. It's like only like three white people that they focus on in this movie, and really two white people that they focus on in this movie. But 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 um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, but yeah, like very very little white people in this movie. Like two sets. They only focus on like two areas and it's all about them doing this, uh, doing this, uh, this one song. But like I say, brace yourself for that ending. Brace yourself for that ending because it comes out of nowhere and it's fucking dark as shit. Like I say, love the movie. I thought it was a good movie. Chadwick Boseman did did a a great job. I think the whole cast did a great job. But Chadwick Boseman, this would have been Chadwick Boseman's breakout role if he was, if he was still with us. Viola Davis... For the little time she's given this Ma Rainey. Gives a stellar performance. She's great. But. Yeah man. Like I said. Watch out for that ending. <laughs> that ending is a doozy. But anyway. I'll be back with uh, my review of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Right after these messages. Okay, guys. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 1989. Now, this is a movie that is very near and dear to me. I actually used to watch this movie with with my dad. We used to sit down and... All the National Lampoon uh, Vacation movies are very (laughs) near and dear to me. Like, they're... I was like... like, Those are like the movies I watched as a kid a lot. You know, they would just cause like they would just come on television. Remember when movies would just come on television? <laughs> it's like you you just see them on a lazy Sunday, and you just sit there and you just watch them. You know, but like yeah, the, the, like the National Lampoon Vacation movies are like that. They don't do that anymore. They don't just have like like old old movies just come on because 
I was watching these movies. These movies came out in the 80s. All these movies came out in the 80s. And I was watching these movies in the 90s as a kid. Watching these movies. And, like, they don't really do that anymore. They, like, you don't catch a movie from, like... I don't think you really... I don't think you really show a movie from, like, 1995. You know? In, like, 2020. And, like, a kid's gonna be like, oh, like... It's Angels in the Outfield or whatever the fuck, you know? <laughs> you know? And, like, they just don't play movies like that out of the blue. You know? It's, it's like... It just... That just doesn't happen anymore. But, anyway, I digress. Um... Yeah, this is one of those movies I just catch, you know, with my dad and like we, my dad be like, "Oh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is on." Like we'll just sit down and watch it. Uh, I haven't seen this movie since I was like twelve years old, so I was like really excited to like revisit this one. I was like, "Oh wow, Christmas Vacation! I love Christmas Vacation." You know, let me. I need. To, I'm like, I need to do Christmas Vacation. And I was like, and this was, and this was the perfect time to do it since it's Christmas time. Uh, let's get into the movie. Let's get into like the production of the movie. This movie was directed by Jeremiah S. Chek- Chekich or Chechich. I'm hope I I hope I'm saying that name right. I'm 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 very good at butchering names, <laughs> but uh, he really hasn't really like directed any like breakout movies. Like Christmas Vacation is like his biggest movie. I guess. You could count like that terrible Avengers movie that he did. It's not the Avengers that you're thinking about. <laughs> he he did there there was a 60s uh television show called The Avengers. Uh it's not based on Marvel. Uh it was uh these two secret agents. They were like these two British secret agents that like fought crime. And there was a movie that came out about them. I want to say that came out in like 1997, 1998 maybe. And it starred uh, Uma Thurman and uh, Ray Fiennes and Sean Connery. Uh, it was not good. <laughs> it was not a good movie. I remember seeing it on like cable or something. And I was like, this movie is atrocious. But save it for another time. I'll talk about the Avengers when I get to the Avengers. Um, the movie was written by John Hughes, who is the king of of 80s white suburban comedy. All the white suburban comedies were written or directed by John Hughes. Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, all those movies, all those movies were written or directed by John Hughes. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is another one. That's a, that's a movie that a lot of people like. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, not really my thing. I really, and I love Steve Martin. I love John Candy, but that movie never really caught my eye for some reason. I never that movie never really caught my attention. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That might be a, a movie I have to revisit too, and see if it's still good or if it's good. I might because when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I never really, I never really cared for that movie. I'll be like, oh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay, whatever the fuck, but. <laughs> Maybe as an adult, maybe as an adult, I'd like it, you know? Uh, another movie that I think I want to I wanna revisit is uh, Midnight Run. That's a movie that never really caught my eye as a kid, but maybe as an adult, I'd probably like it. Who knows? But other than that, um, yeah, John Hughes uh, wrote this film. Now, I'm going to warn you guys. Now, this is like, like unfamiliar 
territory for me because I've, I've never done this before. I've never done a review of a movie where the characters are already established because I've never, I've never skipped. I've always gone in sequential order when it comes to movies that have like multiple sequels and everything, you know, there's a lot of, cause there's a lot of movies right now. I'm just, I've just done the first movie and I haven't gotten to the sequels yet. Next year, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing a lot of sequels. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to be doing a lot of sequels next year. Just heads up. So, cause like this is the third movie in the vacation series. Like all the characters are already established. Uh, so I really got no like, you know, production about cast. Chevy Chase, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, and Randy Craig Quaid all reprise their roles. Uh, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo come back as Clark and Ellen Griswold, and Randy Quaid comes back as Eddie Johnson, their uh, cousin-in-law. Also, in Vacation Tradition, the Griswold kids are played by different actors. They always do that. This time, Audrey Gris- Griswold is played by Juliette Lewis, and Russ Griswold is played by Johnny Galecki, who you may know from The Big Bang Theory, and he was also on Roseanne. Uh, that's like that's like a that's a that's that's gotta be a running joke, you know? <laughs> that's gotta be a running joke because I never got that. I never got. That's probably like some. There's probably some more research I gotta do on that because I never understood why they keep switching up the kids because every vacation movie it's different kids they never let the kids grow up even there's a movie after this Vegas Vacation it comes out like eight years after Christmas Vacation and the kids are still teenagers (laughs) at that point because like the first the first uh, vacation movie came out with like 80, 81, I want to say. So by that time, those kids have got to be like in their 20s. You know, <laughs> like at that at that time, those kids have got to be in their 20s. But in Vegas Vacation, it, which comes out in like 1997, it, it comes out in like 1997. They're still teenagers. They don't let these kids grow up. Let these kids fucking grow up. <laughs> they never let these kids grow up. Uh, which I think the the last vacation movie, which is simply just called Vacation, I, I don't know if that's a, but I've never really I'm, I haven't watched that movie, so I, I can't judge that movie because I heard a lot of people say it's bad, but it's focusing on the son Russ. So the son gets to grow up in that movie. He's a grown, he's like a forty something year old man now. So they really age jump. You know how they age jump kids on TV shows. They really age jumped Russ. They age jumped him like thirty years <laughs> in the, in that in in that movie. But anyway, let's get to the movie. This movie is just one big fucking cartoon, and I gotta say, I gotta say, I love every minute of it. <laughs> I love every goddamn minute of it. <laughs> love it. Clark, uh, you got Clark Griswold here. Clark Griswold is the personification of the 80s white man. You know, he's the personification of the 80s white man. Uh, you, you, you just look at him and you, you just look at him and you say, 
he voted for he voted for Reagan twice, and he voted for Bush. You know, so, <laughs> you look at him like that. Like if you ever like if you ever want to know what a white man was like in the '80s, look at the National Lampoon Vacation movies and look at Clark Griswold. He is the personification of an '80s white man. That's all I have to say about that. But also, there's another thing I have to say about him. Also, Clark is a fucking idiot. <laughs> he might be the dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> you know? like, he, I, look at, I look at Clark and I was like, how did he get so far? How? How is he not dead? First of all, like, how is he not dead? He's always getting his family into all this bullshit. You know, that's for other uh, vacation movies. But like, I, I, I'll talk about those movies later. But... I love this. I love. I, I, I love looking at Clark and just looking at how much of a fucking idiot he is. And Chevy Chase plays him well. You know, Chevy Chevy Chase is the king of slapstick physical comedy. You know, all the physical comedy he's good at. Uh, this movie reminded me how good he was because I was just watching this movie. I was like, dude, I forgot how good Chevy Chase was. <laughs> Cause like he's, you see, you look at Chevy Chase now and he just looks depressed and he just looks like he just doesn't want to be here anymore. And you know, I hear that he's a fucking dick. Uh, I've even heard that he's kind of a racist too, but, um, I don't cancel Chevy Chase now. I know, but, um, this movie reminded me of how good of a physical comedian he is. I like, cause there's, there's like, there's like, uh, scenes in this movie and spots he does in this movie where I'm like, dude, I was like, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know, I, I was just like, that is fucking hilarious. He's great. He's fucking great in this movie. I had to be reminded that, 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 that Chevy Chase is the king of this shit. Also, another good person, another good person in this movie Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo might be the MVP of this movie because she just makes like these subtle facial reactions that are just hilarious, you know? Because she knows that Clark's a dumbass, but she doesn't want Clark to know that she knows that Clark is a dumbass. You know? <laughs> I just love, I just love her facial expressions, and like she does like these facial expressions, and she does just like these body, like her body language is everything, you know. <laughs> it's just laughing at her just makes the movie. Just laughing at her reactions to Clark and what he does and what he says is true comedy. She is a great straight person in in this movie. Um, there's two other characters in here, uh, cause you got, uh, Ju- you got Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, uh, Nicholas Guest in this movie as, uh, the Griswold's, uh, stuck-up neighbors, and honestly, they really don't make any sense, you know, <laughs> it's just like, why are these people here, you know, but with all of that, with all of that, I got to say, I love watching bad stuff happen to them. <laughs> I love watching bad things happen to these people because they're dicks. 
they're fucking dickheads. Like they're 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 really mean to Clark. You know, especially especially the husband. The husband's really a fucking dickhead. Uh and it's just fun watching bad shit happen to them. Like they got a tree going through their fucking window. Uh, lights blurred in their face. That's a that's a funny scene with the lights. Like we're like I think Clark's trying to hook up some lights, and he hooks up the lights and the lights come on and the lights just shining. If like Julia Louis Dreyfus and uh, Nicholas Gester, the, I forget the characters' names. Uh, I think they're called the Chesters. I think they're called the Chesters. The Chesters are they're, they're trying to get missed they're trying to get missed the nasty time they're trying to get some nasty time going on and they got these lights in their face <laughs> and it's like one point where uh the husband tries to walk down the stairs and it's and the lights are on and then the lights go on and he just falls down the fucking stairs it's fucking hilarious i fucking love it oh my god this movie is like this movie is so fucking funny this movie is still fucking funny to me I laughed. The the, the 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 turkey scene, fucking turkey scene, where uh where uh Randy Quaid's uh wife cooked the turkey and, and deflated, and they're just eating skin and bone. There's no meat. There's no meat in the turkey. Everybody is eating skin and bone. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. The fucking that's that's like a scene with a cat. The cat fucking catches on fire and dies. You know, just so there's so much good shit in this movie. So much good shit in this movie. Yeah, got Randy Quaid's uh, character Eddie. Like Randy Quaid's just being Randy Quaid. Honestly, like now that you look at what his life has become. <laughs> You look at what his life has become and the person that he is. You're like, you go back and look at all his characters. You think they're just characters, but you're just like, shit. This is just Randy Quaid. <laughs> like, I still can't believe. I think I was I was watching this movie with my wife. My wife was, I have to say, like my wife was kind of frustrated with this movie. She was just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was watching this with my I was watching this with my wife, and she was I was telling her i was like i can't believe her and dennis i can't can't believe her sorry i can't believe randy quaid and dennis quaid are brothers and she was like wait a minute she was like she didn't even know she was like wait dennis they're like randy quaid and dennis quaid are brothers i never she's like i never even known knew that and i was like yeah and she was like nah that can't be i was like yeah i was like yeah they're they're brothers (laughs) and she was like i never she was like they don't even she was like they don't even look alike and I was like, yeah, I know. It's weird, huh? But um anyway, yeah, Randy Quaid is just being Randy Quaid in this movie, now that you think about it. Uh there are a lot of characters in this movie that, you know, they don't get the the adequate amount of uh screen time. Like, uh, you got the grandparents. One of the grandparents is played by Doris Roberts from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh she they don't get like a lot of screen time. Uh, Eddie's family doesn't get a lot of screen time because he has a wife and two kids, which I remember him having another daughter. Uh, 
I don't know if she went off to college or something. They probably let her grow up and go off to college. I think it was like uh, Jane Krasinski. Uh, I think it was Jane Krasinski who played. Um, uh, the, the, she was the she was on uh, Ally McBeal and uh, Thirty Rock. If you remember, her. she's like the the, the the fucking like bodacious blonde. She played like the bodacious blonde on both of those um, shows. Uh, she originally played Randy Quaid's daughter in the first Vacation movie. She's not back for this one. Because Randy Quaid's character is not in European Vacation. He's in Vacation and he comes back for Christmas Vacation. But Jane... I call her Jane Krasinski. Jane Krakowski. That's her name. Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski is not back for Christmas Vacation. I don't know if... Because like she had like one of the standout lines in the first Vacation <laughs> It's fucking gross. <laughs> go see, go watch Vacation. <laughs> Please go watch Vacation. If you haven't seen Vacation, go watch the original Vacation movie. Because Jane Krakowski, she's a little girl in this movie. She's like maybe 11, maybe 12 in the original Vacation movie. And she has like a fucking line. You're like, what the fuck? You know <laughs> You're like, that's fucking gross. <laughs> you know? I was like, what the... F-? Like, go watch Vacation. Just go watch the shit. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Just Great fucking movie. But she's not in this one. Like, I never noticed that. I was like, yeah, she, she doesn't come back for this, for this third movie. But anyway, I think she comes back for... No, she doesn't. I want to say she came, I wanted to say she came back for Vegas Vacation, but her character came back. Because at this time, I think she was on Ally McBeal, the actress. So, she didn't come back for Vegas Vacation, but her character did. But anyway, um, but yeah, like I said, Eddie's family doesn't really get a lot of screen time. The Griswold kids don't get a lot of screen time here. In uh, European Vacation and uh, uh, the original Vacation, they get a lot of screen time, you know, but here, they're just bump, bumps on the log, you know? Like, they don't, they, they could blend in with the furniture, you know? <laughs> like, they, they, they really don't matter, you know? But overall, man, like, I enjoyed this movie, man. I enjoyed the slapstick of it. Like, there's still a lot of scenes in this movie that made me fucking laugh. Even though there might be some stuff in here that might be politically incorrect. It was the 80s, you know? So, you know? <laughs> I can't pinpoint a lot of, like, there was, no, yeah, there was one thing in here that was kind of, like, politically incorrect, was, like, I think, um, trying to remember who, I don't know if it was, like, Clark's grandmother or her, or his aunt or something, she comes over and, like, I think she has, like, Alzheimer's or something, and Alzheimer's is not really a funny thing (laughs) to be making fun of these days so like that might be the most politically incorrect thing <laughs> that happens in this movie uh but yeah man but other than that i enjoyed this movie man this movie still holds up for me man like i give it a four out of five join me not next week because i'm taking next week off <laughs> okay so i will be back at the beginning of 2021 with another movie that might ruffle some people's feathers but who knows 
I will be back. I'm sticking with the 80s. I'm, I'm, I realize I've been skipping on the 80s. The 80s are the 80s movies are near and dear to my heart, and I'm, I'm tired of skimping on them. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be revisiting the 80s a little bit more in 2021, and I'm gonna start with 1985's Just One of the Guys. So until then, remember to favorite on Anchor, favorite on Spotify. Give me them five stars on Apple. Also, follow me on Instagram at I Watch This As An Adult so you can be up to date on what's going on with the podcast. Other than that, that's it. See you guys in 2021. Peace.